This is the Bushwick Variety Show. And I'm Alec the Third. Greetings, neighbors, friends, citizens of the world, and conscious beings of all various types. Superheroes and those seeking to become. We need to be, now more than ever, we need to be the heroes that we wish were coming to save us. So, become who you are meant to be and who you wish to see in the world. Thank you so much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show. This is episode 101, and uh, I just got back from Seattle, um, had a family kind of emergency situation. Um, everything's fine, but I had to be there uh, for my mom and my stepdad, uh, and I hope my stepdad is healing up home now, help get him home. Um, and yeah, so anyway, I'm back in Bushwick right now, and today I'm going to bring you an episode, uh, which is a conversation with Jen Sujin Yoon, and she is the uh, founder and the mind behind the Dork Web, uh, which is just a really cool platform that I found on Instagram. It's also Bushwick-based, so um, I reached out and wanted to talk to her. I found, and I think you'll find, a lot of parallels between what she's doing and what um, I'm attempting and endeavoring to do with this platform. Uh, A couple of things that jumped out at me were that the dork web is the antithesis of the dark web. Uh, There's also, just in the description on Instagram, uh, something about light tribe um, and nerd life, uh, dog, dog, cat sons. Uh, So just, you know, a lot of things, um, if you know about me, uh, that that resonated with. And she's creative in multiple ways. Um, She's also into the cocktail creation life and she's a cocktail consultant um in new york uh i you know was a bartender for pretty much the whole time i was in new york um one way or another um up until this pandemic so who knows what's what's going to be on the other side of this uh and yeah so she has a number of things going on that she's doing and some really cool content that she's making um that you can see on Instagram and apparently also on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok yet. I'm trying to keep balance with the things that I'm that I'm already doing. But uh, it it sounds like it's a good place. Like it could be a good tool for creating and and finding your voice. Which brings me to uh, what she emailed me after we finished talking. Which was one thing she forgot to describe herself as is a storyteller. And I was just reading back on that that email, and it really struck me because we were all telling a story. Whether you are aware of it or not, we are all telling a story. And I've been thinking about it, and I believe that we tell stories to see ourselves. How can we expect others to see us if we can't see ourselves? So telling and sharing your story Um, is one of the most generous things you can do. And that's both telling your story and thinking about in the telling of your story, I find I get more clarity in life. And then by hearing other people's stories, I usually see myself in their story, like reflected back. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but that's how I felt this conversation was. Like it was a, a great moment where both of us are at similar kind of crossroads uh I don't know it was like a meeting of the minds um I really enjoyed talking to her 
Uh, you should follow what she's doing, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more um, to see coming up. So I'm going to quit talking now and let her and our conversation shine. Um, I think I think you'll enjoy it. I hope you will. So this is Jen Sujin Yoon, and we're talking about the dork web. Let's have a conversation. Yep, I can hear you. Yes, hello. Awesome. How's it going? Going well. There you are. I can see your face. Okay. Let me just... Okay. I have no idea what the... Yay! Okay. Yep. Um, oh. And you pronounce your name Jen Su Jin Yoon? I do. Yep. Yoon cool. like the moon. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, how are you doing today? Good. How are you, Alec? Good. Good. Um... So yeah, so I was excited to sit down and talk to you. Just, you know, kind of saw you through Laura's stuff and like um, started seeing what you were doing on Instagram and that you were also Bushwick based. And so yeah, wanted to touch base and build with you. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, um, cheers to Laura and uh, cheers to neighbors in Bushwick. Um, it really has become one of my favorite features on Instagram to see who is friends with the friends you already have. Mm -hmm. um, it's so great to go through and see members of the community and then see somebody I know liked this other person and then I get curious about that new person. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's, uh, I'm really enjoying, I don't think I've ever been so face like with everyone in our community like this before. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and I feel like that's, Bushwick is, uh, I mean, everything's a microcosm for everything, but I do feel like Bushwick is a microcosm of what I love most about New York. Um, and that's kind of the, if you find the thing that you're like doing and pursue it, you'll find your people. And it's a small world after all, even in the big city of New York. Definitely, I'm nodding my head. I know that can't be seen in audio, but I'm nodding so hard. Mm -hmm. um, it really, it's, it's a thing of, uh, I feel like I've stayed long enough. And so a lot of my friends, uh, especially now deciding to leave New York City, and um, I've been experiencing that, you know, like I, came here for school uh, about 13 years ago. And for some reason, I'll, I chose Brooklyn from the start and then uh, moved to Bushwick about three or four years in. But um, watching your friends slowly leave and you know they, they had their time with the city and then they went back to uh, where they were from or to continue their journey somewhere else. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting to be one of the ones who stayed and yeah. then to connect to all the other people who decided to stay and like start laying some roots. So, same. yeah. So I came here around the same time. I came here about 12 years ago, actually. Oh, right. Wow. Yeah. And right after um, I went back to school. So it was like right after getting out of school, 2008. Um, yeah. Economy, cheers. like recession and all of that. And so at that point, even in that first year, I, I was basically like, if I survived this first year, this has this, and people were telling me this was like one of the roughest years to like move here. Oh, um, wow. I had not and, heard that. And that makes me well, feel Well, just because of the recession and stuff like that, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, 
And for me at the time, like I was auditioning and then, and like, you know, auditions, there's lines and like you wait around. And then I was going, trying to find restaurant work, Mm -hmm. waiting in lines and with people with headshots also. So it was like a double down, depressing I feel like that's the start of a, a New York City setting movie, though. You know, it's always the the waitress or the server that gets discovered. And then, you know, mm-hmm. you made it. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's that easy. <laughs> but yeah, but people leaving, I, I remember people, some people left that first year. And it was kind of props to them, props to anybody who comes here and decides this isn't for me like I, I agree yeah there there's I think uh I came in with more of a chip on my shoulder that I mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I, did, not, I was not, not that aware our... exactly yeah <laughs> um I was not that self-aware in the least uh early 20s of what I am and what I am not and I think that took you know well over a decade and being here to have that that kind of formative <laughs> informal education that the city gives you whether you like it or not mm-hmm. um yeah so gratitude to the city and and to uh, the service industry um a lot of what i i like to do is is show the years of hospitality that have really trained me to set certain boundaries for myself um and that in turn leading to the growth um, of being somebody who wanted to stay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I take it, uh, you have no plans of leaving as of now. Well, I did. I had very, uh, <laughs> I was strong in my conviction. I wanted to go to Canada about five or so years ago. I, I'm sure I was in the, the headspace of like watching a lot of Bourdain and, um, you know, God bless. Uh, it was right before everything went down but um i met my partner and uh it was a chance meeting and we hit it off and he came with a whole new set of friends and a whole new group of people that i really vibed with um off the bat and that had so much to teach and that i i just loved their energy and they were in different sectors of new york that and that's what i love about meeting a group of new people in New York is you can just do this a hundred thousand times and you still don't meet all the different kinds of people there are here yeah like um um, um, one of my new kind of best friends like brothers we met a few years ago um I switched I was working at Pine Box for a long time um I remember yeah (laughs) and then I uh like I was managing there for a period of time and then that stopped and it was, I didn't know what I was going to do next as far as work. So I ended up working in Soho at Ed's Lobster Bar, whole other thing. But then I brought some Bushwick people in. um, Nice. And basically there's a number of Bushwick people, one of whom is this guy, Linwood, who's been in New York about the same amount of time as me. Um, And in Bushwick, like I've been in Bushwick most of the time I've been in New York. And it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. whole other, like, Group, we know yeah. a lot of the same people, but like never exactly. met, you know? It really starts to feel like um, if, you're, if your life was a show or a movie, that they're starting to run out of extras and they're, they're repeating them. And then the extras you saw back in scene, you know, year three, 
uh, come to be at the forefront and be a lead in the next year of your life. And it's just, it's so funny. And I, I love it. I love that discovery of, oh, no way. You know, I knew that guy from that job four years ago who dated that girl who you're talking about now. And it's just the connections. Yeah. So I'm hearing you make a lot of uh, movie references. I do. <laughs> so I know, um, and, and specifically kind of filmmaking and process references. So like, I know, like I've, I've seen a little bit of what you do with Dork Web, um, but what, so what do you, like how do you identify yourself as an artist? Oh, that is such a huge question. And it's something I need to get my elevator pitch down. Um, and I think in the last two years, I've I've received a lot of harsh clarity, uh, but all good. What was and, the harsh clarity? I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> um, just that I, I think my art is so fluid and it's rooted in just discovery. And so I love, it's a drug to learn I, something new. I think that's the best kind of art though. Like, yeah. I, so I don't know what the... <laughs> The harshness is of that, I, I like, I mean, for me and a lot of the people I'm starting to like look at and study, yes. the ones who I really want to be like are the ones who live in discovery. I love that. You oh, know? that's so encouraging. No, you have no idea. Um, yeah, it's something that I think is being pushed right now. So you got, you have a like motivational speaker, I'm sorry. You have motivational speakers like Gary Vee, Tom Bilyeu, and yep. um, they talk about this kind of tasting, jumping around, see what you like, see what you don't like. And it really was not until uh, a, a creator, uh, we were hanging out, and uh, she was visiting the city, and she said, have you heard of Gary Vee? And I said, no. And, you know, of course, his, his brash, um, in-your-face kind of uh, alpha maleness. I was like, ah, but I do, I enjoy, I enjoy listening to people who are aware of exactly who they are. I was like, wow, that's, that's great. Okay. I'm going to go the next step and kind of peel this layer. And he goes on to talk about this tasting and no one, I had never, I'm 35 years old. I had never heard anyone say, this is not only okay, this is what a lot of people should do before settling into something for a 20-year career that they're not even sure about XYZ. a big thing on that too is like that there's no guarantee that it's going to be a 20-year career like very even more yeah. unlikely these days like exactly. no matter what <laughs> yeah and i think you know of course that comes it it now comes naturally because it it literally was survival in new york mm -hmm you know, freelance work mixed with that um, hospitality dance was always, okay, hospitality is always there. I can always find another bar job. You just hop on Craigslist. And then the people I would meet at the bar because everybody drinks, everybody eats, you know, some people drink alcohol. Um, I would meet all kinds. And because it's so informal and that setting of natural conversation, uh, being hospitable to a guest. And that's where all my freelance came from. And I've met the most incredible people. I've done jobs I just never would have thought uh, in my early 20s that I would be doing. And so tasting was not a choice. You know, I would love to say that I did this consciously to broaden my mindset and my horizons and my skill sets. But 
truly it was because I had to keep saying yes and then get that job and then pay rent and then do it five, six times a month just to, uh, you know, pay the bills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But lo and behold, that became an exercise and trained my brain to just constantly adapt and, you know, Google exists, you know, now Gen Z's superpower is that you are supposed to use the internet and the collective mind of the world to learn new things all the time. And it's not cheating, it's not copying. This is the new way we learn. And I love that, I love that so much. (laughs) You know, to my own vanity of being like, uh, this is okay, your brain is okay. You know, you're you're not a screw up and because you didn't become X, Y, Z, you know, they're the cultural elements, of course, coming in, <laughs> in my head, in my brain, you know. I th- yeah, and I think we're always uh, becoming. I love that. You know? I love that very much, yeah. Um, it's funny you mentioned the superpower, because the new initiative, kind of the new super goal that I have is to teach people how to be superheroes. I love that. Because oh. everybody has superpowers and yes. Um, and most people have more than one. Um, and that, yeah, the one requirement is it takes um, willingness to risk. That's yes. like the price. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I, I think this could be like, you know, days and days of conversation because I, that is the total vibe. I want more of you out there. I want more of us out there telling people of all ages, it's not too late. You're not too young. You're not too this. You're not too that. Um, that Yeah. We, we waste a lot of time saying that we're not this or that, or like, you know, or beating ourselves up for not something instead of yeah like what can i be like exactly the discovery of the discovery yes going back to the i think that's the ah, the word of the day yeah <laughs> um uh oh a question i get a lot is oh you know i watch your bar uh, your bartending videos um how do i become a bartender and usually my my question is like well anybody can be a bartender but mm-hmm. what kind of bartender do you want to be there are you know, so many different ways to be this one thing. Um, But people have a particular, you know, vision in their head and uh, a nice little pedestal that's kind of come up underneath us in the last couple of years, which was unexpected. (laughs) Um, And then my answer becomes, or has become default, which is uh, you have to be willing to look really dumb for a while. You have to be willing to feel really stupid for like a few years and it's not all the time it's kind of like a okay today i felt stupid 10 times this week or yeah looking back and then next week you feel stupid five times but all the while you're learning all the things uh to put into your mind's arsenal of experience and that applies to everything so if the most ignorant people I know, and I, I unfortunately have in my life, um, it is, it has become their biggest hurdle in life. And now they live in fear because their ignorance 
has built up to the point where they can no longer learn new information because mm -hmm. they don't want to drop that guard of saying, I don't know, but I might know if I, if I look into it or if I, if I work at it. Um, so the whole practice makes perfect kind of thing. It's, I, I've really switched over to progress, not perfection. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that kind of just constant growing and then the malleability of the mind and just keeping yourself flexible and fluid. Um, that's been everything to me because just seeing the amount of people fixed forever, it's almost like, you know, in stone that, that terrifies me. <laughs> Stunted. Yeah. And it's also like, there's Stunted. a, um, like a physical thing that they say for like, as you get older, like beyond of course like wanting to like not get obese and th those kind of issues but that like one of the big things that happens when people age badly like you can't I mean mm. you know, have a limited time but like a body that's in motion stays in motion um so it's Absolutely. like you want to keep moving you want to keep moving forward um, right and so yeah if you stop progressing you actually start decaying unfortunately like we're decaying I, how anyway, terrifying but. is that visual <laughs> yeah I, I feel like um you know it's a kind of settling so like i i picture like a tank with all these ideas and and things firing and just making connections and maybe building some kind of like a coral reef um but if i let all that stuff settle to the bottom without agitating it every once in a while you know that lack of elasticity or you know movement it just literally becomes stale and you're right we'll start just decaying there's no mm -hmm. life there's no spark and yeah it really just does come down to just feel stupid it who cares you know yeah and yeah <laughs> and that's the risk i think and that's like the biggest thing i think holding a lot of people back period is like the fear of looking stupid and mm -hmm. usually, like, I've been, like, during this time that we're in right now of, like, the great reflection or, like, I hope that we can, and I think it depends on what we do going forward, but I hope that we could call this, like, the great nap or the great, uh, yes. not great nap, but, like, the great, like, rejuvenation or something, yes. the great breath. Yes. Um, Ooh, the great and, breath. You know, something like that where... Like for me, I've been experimenting with, um, and it was like from a class that I'm in right now, but like every Thursday writing a song, like in a short amount of time and not, oh, wow. not like trying to get it perfect, like develop it as much as I can so that it's something, but then sharing it. Wow. And, um, the idea that I have with it is like, um, Basically, you can always, like, bands do this all the time. Like, mm. you can always go in and produce a song. Um, so now, because of this, like, I have, like, a collection of, like, new song. Some of them are more, like, fully formed. Some of them are kind of, like, some of them aren't even that good. That's but you incredible. know what? Like, even the ones that I know aren't that good, some people like, the, like, Absolutely. some people respond mo more to those. So it's sort of like when you're willing to like fail, a lot of times actually you succeed and yes. like you 
because you create something, you know what I mean? I think people can feel that. Like uh, there's a lot of talk of energies and, and manifestation and just kind of like the room and what it feels like and what's in the air, the electricity. And I think there is a magic that happens, you know, it, what, what you're doing sounds like the advice everyone gives me like, Oh, have you read the artist's way? I'm like, Oh God. <laughs> um, but they're like, you know, sit for 10 minutes. As soon as you wake up, don't wake up quite all the way yet. And then just write. And I have not been able to do that, but I'm getting a little better. You know, I'll, I'll keep a pad next to the, next to the bed and I will try. Um, mm -hmm. But there is some kind of magic and it's almost like having that perfect buzz of less inhibition and, and you're just going. And I think things speak through that state of your mind. So it's like haunting. It's, it's creepy sometimes. Yeah. Have you read the war of art? I have I not. That That's one. also another one. That one's <laughs> people good. Suggest. Um, because it talks about showing up like, he, the mm. guy who wrote it is um, a writer specifically, but it applies to any artist and it applies, but particularly to any artist, it applies to anybody. I, you know, I'm biased, but I tend to think arts apply to everybody. Like anybody can be Absolutely. an artist. Um, and you can be an artist, for instance, making cocktails. You can be an artist um, in the culinary arts. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, it's school of arts and sciences. Like those are actually yes. paired together for a reason. Mm. I think, unfortunately, our society, like U.S., has and the world, unfortunately, has like devalued art quite a bit. Definitely. And we see right now that during this time, everybody turns to like arts and entertainment to yes. like to feel better. Yes. Um, and also, if you look at every great society like when you look at like their history it's the art that tells the story that yeah like, that's how history Truly. is told through time yes through and that art. it's essentially documentation mm -hmm. um which which resonates a lot with me because i have this kind of duality that i find a lot of artists have which is like i love structure i actually do love things like scientific process you know i thought i was going to be a medicine for a while then research um, you know, facts are very grounding. And yeah. then within that, you kind of have this creativity. And when those two live together in, in one mind, I think it's just the most amazing connections can be made. And um, what I love most about all the freelance that I've done is it's ranged all over. So I've, I've been in, in the music industry. I've been in not performing, but assisting. Um, you know, I love comic arts. I love Comic Con. I love cosplay. I like writing, uh, spoken word. I love. Um, I see a keyboard behind you too. Oh yes, this is a a very generous uh, donation from actually Bushwick Sandwich Lab. Um, Dan Dan and his wife were supporting a. Oh, those uh, are very good friends of mine too. Yeah, see, there like, we go. <laughs> those are like really close friends. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we made the connection because um, they have friends in our building and we were ordering uh, in and I really loved what, what Dan was doing, just as his big heart and giving to the community. And we were also doing a GoFundMe to try to raise money for people who are in the interim, you know, between losing their job and not being able to get 
through that line for unemployment benefits. So, mm-hmm. um, but yes, uh, music, art, you know, poetry, physically making things with my hands. I was a mold maker and caster for a while. Um, I love games. I love just the brain in play and taking that power of play and kind of almost like a childlike thinking, but carrying that with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a, an engineering job uh, recently in, in the last couple of years, and I decided I was leaving bartending. I was retiring, you know, and my friends are like, okay. You know, it was like Brett Favre, just kind of in and out. And <laughs> um, I can't even say Jordan, but um, yeah. Uh, the ideas that would would fly back and forth between the people who went to engineering school, um, and they did a good job. They also hired designers, so I went to design school, so I still had that, you know, entrance into this world, not just, you know, off the street bartender who just applied because LinkedIn, you know, gave her a notification, but um, yeah, there's a fascinating amount of conversations of like oh why'd you do that that's so interesting like why did you tie this to to this pole and whatever and like what made you think that what made you use this giant pot as like a speaker and it's just like all the experiences of being in a kitchen you know being back a house you put your phone in you know like a nine pan to amplify the sound when you're working or um little things of just creating with small spaces creating with less budget creating with um less time and resources just makes you incredibly resourceful and you practice that a couple thousand times and then it feels like no problem has no solution right and and that's that's uh, true yeah that's sort of something i've been feeling lately and i i know like lately have like there have been some things that have been really exciting and there have been some letdowns too but I've been feeling this thing of like there's no way to lose mm. like sort of you mentioned uh How Tom Bellew is that? yeah yes. <laughs> but, but because it's like so there was like an, an intensive that I really wanted to do this summer with this particular theater company um oh, wow. and I was like sure that I was gonna like it just it just seemed like the thing and then I did say before I was like I feel like I'm just supposed to do this this summer and if not like it's gonna happen eventually and then that didn't happen but the same week that that didn't happen this other theater that's like my favorite theater in New York like reached out wow. and like, um, and in a completely different way. And it was yes. like a completely different collaborate. Like it was, yeah. And so That's basically, um, it just realizing you just have to keep doing your thing and then yes. just keep adjusting. Like, that's the thing, you know, you're saying it's like, like one of the big things I think with bartending is like, that I learned when I was younger and did not know what I was doing, but but I learned how to like make drinks. Yes. Like <laughs> like the ratios and stuff like that. And then I was a bartender on the boat, the Spirit of New York. Where oh, it's great. like 
when we, I was a singing bartender on there, but it's like, you're on a boat. And so you have what you have on the boat. Sometimes something's not there and there's no running to like a nearby liquor store. You just don't have it. Right. So there are other ways that you can make drinks that Mm -hmm. actually like aren't technically the right ingredients but like substituting and improvising um you discover things and then sometimes that becomes your little twist on how you make yes something your own for sure and i think what's so beautiful about what i think a a new york city existence or a fast-paced environment working environment does for your your brain is just looking back and i love that you can pinpoint the job you learned x and how that applies to you know elemental five years later it's 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 awesome and mm-hmm. yeah and that that callback and that kind of connection building in the brain is just fascinating to me and yeah and also a big thing i've been fortunate enough to like be introduced you mentioned like tom bellew um, yes who i love that one i love his because i think there's something about like i like gary v like he was also an (laughs) introduction into some things but at the end of the day some not all of it's for me Um, but also i think one of the things i do respect him about is he's I've heard him say this multiple times at certain keynotes. Like if you have been, if you are like in this however much money ticketed event to hear me speak and to go to this workshop um, and you've been here before, mm-hmm. at a certain point, you know, like, yes. yeah, I'll, I'm offering you something, but if you're not like listening to what I'm saying and yes. putting into action, Absolutely. And figuring things out for yourself, you're wasting your time, like being here in this workshop because you're not doing the work. Oh, um, that that hit very hard. Yes. Uh, what was I saying with that? Oh, but so I have this acting teacher, Jen Waldman, and she works with uh, Seth Godin and, and Simon Sinek a little bit. They're Sounds oh, so, so those are shout out to Seth Godin and Simon Sinek. <laughs> Seth Godin has this podcast called Akimbo. Okay. Um, they're these little like. 20 minutes a half hour episodes i'm Once collecting new for, podcasts yes, oh it's great for sure. um they're like so his is like business but it's like science it's like you know like the secret like i believe yes. in my, like mindset is really important and i do believe in the law of attraction but where a lot of people like got down on the secret i actually think a lot of people just didn't listen to it it's like, even in The Secret, they say, yeah, you have to, like, have your mindset right. Yes. But you do have to take action. So action. it's not that nothing, <laughs> it's not that things are just going to happen without action. Right. It's just, like, right. if you have the right mindset, you will, like, if you have the right mindset and you take action, the action that you take is going to be informed by your mindset. So. Yes. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and that sounds so obvious. But it is something, you know, I didn't realize I was struggling because you look outward for so long. You know, like I know in my, my early 20s, it was all about like what that person's doing, whether it was jealousy or 
yeah. certain age markers. I'm thinking like, I didn't hit that yet. Or, you know, success markers, quote unquote success. Um, but, oh, that was fleeting. I'm, I'm with that though, too. That was a big thing for me. Um, one of the things I'm most grateful for is I definitely had a chip on my shoulder when I came to New York. <laughs> um, I came for acting and was going down a certain path and then shifted direction and like focused on music. But like back when I was doing that and before I came to New York, like I did some acting um, and basically, yeah, I had a lot of ego. I had a lot of jealousy. I'm not saying I don't have any ego now. And I'm not saying I don't ever have like human pangs of jealousy. Oh, sure. But it's really has changed to where like I realize it's for art, you're not, it's not a race. It really isn't. Like you're not, um, I'm not making music to outrun somebody mm-hmm. else that's making, we're mm-hmm. not really in competition. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, that but, was such a big, uh, I think that's, that's like a big, oh, what's the word? Okay, I'm going to say Like revelation word. or? It just is such a huge door to walk through. And then looking back, it's crystal clear. It's like, it's like, being Neo and being able to see yeah. and stop the bullets and you see the code for what it is. Yes. And it's just like, wow, that was me being jealous of that person because of what I was going through mm-hmm. instead of focusing on myself. And then those distractions just stacking up so that I don't have to look at myself yeah. and really say, what are you not doing to make these moves and make these things happen? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, on the other hand, comparing yourself with other people in a kind of general way, I think is still necessary because, you know, I can also see the people that I thought were huge successes in my head and I would look up to them all the time. Um, And then spending time with some of these people, I'm like, I I have a lot that I'm grateful for that I see this person does not have. Mm -hmm. And so seeing that a couple handful, more than a couple handfuls of times, I'm like, there really is such a balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I I try to keep that in my head. Like, okay, you know what you're packing. Like, you know what you have. And, you know, I know you feel this because you're obviously a multifaceted, multidisciplinary, you know, uh, multi disciplined artist. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's very hard because not only are you fighting to succeed in something, you have so many options mm-hmm. and you have so many avenues. It's also choosing certain paths and it might change from week to week. It's very hard. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like seeing a beautiful woman and being like, wow, she is perfect. You know, she has perfect face, she has a perfect body, fashion, this and that. And that view of women shifting along with my view of different artists shifting to be like, I have a fantastic relationship. I have, you know, mental health um, gains in the last few years that I'm very proud of, or, you know, I have awesome pets (laughs) or like, you know, I have a great apartment or, you know, I have a, a, 
baby sisters that I'm very proud of or X, Y, Z, this and that. And then on the opposite being like, when people look at me and I never want that feeling to enter their minds, I don't want to be that perfect person. I want people to see, you know, maybe some hurt, maybe some, or some realness. And so, you know, sometimes I, I used to get really defensive about it because one of my biggest fears was not being relatable anymore um, and not being able to speak to an audience anymore because they don't see themselves in me. Um, and I think that comes with like looking too perfect and my Instagram feed being too curated or, you know, whatever. So I started, uh, like you were saying, just posting all like on the fly, kind of, this is my thought right now, being a little more vulnerable. Um, a lot of artists I respected started sharing that. And I was like, wow, you know, it was like seeing the Tim Burton exhibit at the MoMA uh, years ago and seeing his entire wall of unfinished projects that he did not get to do. I'm thinking, wow, you know, like human, being human and being able to see everything about what makes a person, you know, that fluidity of, of identity and strength and weakness is just so important to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that balance, and going back to it, it, it all being about balance. So like, I, I have no idea what the dark web appears to be to people, which is such a question I have for you. And I've been asking a lot lately of other people. Um, but there are, there are struggles that I'm more excited to, to share, uh, to kind of humanize everything and to just kind of build a community based on a growth mentality and yeah. just uh, inspiring generally and being human and real. And so many people have opened up and shared. It's, it's, it's been overwhelming, but really beautiful, so. Well, since I'm the one doing the interview here, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna throw it back to you first sure. um, on what what is the growth or the what is the dork web to you? Like, what was oh. the idea behind it? Maybe this is better because then your answer won't color my answer, which I tend to mirror back a lot. <laughs> so um, it was funny. Of course, the idea started at a bar where I was just trying to think of a presence on social media that was not about me as an individual. Um, and the idea of community really started resonating with me because being in New York is just such an individual kind of loner, you know, cool brooding alt type of like visual to me. Um, that community seemed to be this missing element. And so I remember thinking, we had this name called Dork Locked, and it was uh, something based on Bob's Burgers. But <laughs> uh, it switched, I was talking it out with a guest at the bar, and I said, yeah, it's called Dork Locked, and it's dork for dork, the best thing on the dork web. And he's like, whoa, dork web. And I was like, oh, surely that is taken. And lo and behold, no. And 3 a.m., I was in an Uber, and I snatched up everything. I got the Gmail, I got the Twitter, mm -hmm. I got, you know, the Insta. And from there, it was just discovery. So I, what I want is for people to look at the dork web and see actual, literally organic growth. Like, I have not really 
put in strategy, anything that I put hashtag wise is usually just to connect people to other people or to be a part of a conversation. Um, and then in the last two and a half years since that name was snatched up, the word focus has changed. So it started with dork. Like I'm a giant nerd. I love science and cosplay and comics and graphic novels and this and that. Um, and have also started playing D&D. <laughs> so um, yeah, big dork. I love dorks for life. And then, oh, people with passion, like people who really care about something, dork out about stuff. Um, awesome. And then the web part came in when people started talking to me that I didn't know. And then we started connecting and realizing that we know the same people, just like we were saying in Bushwick, but also because of the freelance jobs I worked or, you know, the feature of Instagram showing you the connections was a big thing. And then I thought, oh, it's a literal web of mm -hmm. people and then creators and people I wanted to support. And I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I think for, it had to be six to seven solid months. I didn't really create anything. I was bartending a lot and I was just trying to, you know, pad my bank account uh, for whatever it was that I did decide to do. But in that time, I just followed creators that I liked that had a track record of a good heart, like a good vibe. They were always appreciative of fans or new followers, but the range of subject, like the algorithm has no idea what to show me. It's like, you have mm. a thousand interests. I'm like, yep, I do. Um, but ultimately I fangirled, which is my nature. Um, I fangirled and I just started buying little stickers from this company or, you know, patches from this company, t-shirts. If I thought they were a good person, I could afford a low price point of support. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to become, you know, a creator channel so that I can promote all these people I believe in. And that'll be the web. And then they will post about the content. And then I will be able to show all these creators that people might not know about. Um, yeah. And ultimately, looking back, I was distracting myself from my own art as I do, because I, I tend to put myself last. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a, a like big sis in nature. Like I'm, I'm quite maternal, you know, like helped raise my sisters. And now that my sister is in college, my, my baby baby, um, it seems to have coincided like time-wise. So we hit pause with coronavirus containment issues. So like this pause time, it was just going, 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 creating, posting, reacting. And this was the time I needed. And I do feel guilt, a kind of like survivor's guilt in, in being actually quite adapted and happy to this time. <laughs> like, you know, there's obviously so much suffering, but the, the opportunity to do good, with whatever skills we have and and to show our true character because it is such a revealing time you know like what do you do with this time where everyone is kind of on the same playing field you know we don't have excessive resources you even have 
talk show hosts who are doing the same thing we're doing in our living rooms. And, you know, what do you do with the attention once you have it and trying to focus in more on that um, and realizing I, I do have a lot of art to put out. I do have a lot of writing to put out. And instead of filling my cup with, you know, the content of feeling good for promoting other people, I can balance that by also doing what I love and having that inspire somebody that maybe looks like me, talks like me, you know, is uh, open about mental health issues like me or, you know, just the representation of some other face that might be unique, might be relatable, might be whatever. But um, yeah, so then telescoping out again, the dark web has now become the antithesis of the dark web. And this was, you know, some lucid dream state I was in. I was like, ooh, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, you, so, <laughs> I'm totally not about self-aggrandizement. If anything, I will like retreat back into my little gopher hole. But um, yeah, it's kind of, okay, what is the dark web? It is a place where people, you know, congregate to kind of conspire about how to do dark things. And so I thought if we were the opposite, I started talking to people like, hey, light tribe, hey, community, hey, and not just talking to one person because I couldn't picture my audience. And that was a big hurdle as well um, because I never talk about one thing, but I, the, the clarity of being able to see the dork web as vast as the internet itself with interests and it can be science, it can be about mental health, it could be about uh, closing wage gaps or, you know, social justice, what, what have you. Um, but the underlying theme of light. And so it is a light corner of the internet where we conspire to make the world a better place. Um, and truly that was just <laughs> kind of uh, made clear in the last, since the containment measures happened, um, and I may not have come to that conclusion if we weren't stuck inside all the time <laughs> um, and people started giving back such beautiful feedback. So it was supposed yep. to be a short answer. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. That was great. Um, and I wanted to say, uh, first of all, yeah, I, I, I definitely resonate with, with all of that. And that was kind of the impression that I got oh my gosh, and wow. kind of that narrative makes sense um, and I relate. And I also wanted to say, fuck guilt. Oh, um, yeah, like, oh my gosh. And, and fuck guilt when it comes to feeling um, guilt about feeling good. Yes. Like, wow. that is yeah. good that you feel good and it is to be celebrated that you're adapted to this time. Um, yes. I also, like very much relate to that I found great clarity during this time and kind of feel like these disparate parts that I haven't been able to like put together yes there's still a lot to figure out but I feel so much clarity um and as far as guilt goes the only thing that 
people should feel guilty about and they shouldn't waste time and guilt but like unless you unless you've Mm -hmm. heart unless you've harmed somebody else like you know what i mean unless you're feeling guilt about like something wrong that you've done sure like definitely (laughs) don't feel guilty about feeling good you know yeah and sometimes i just uh, it's good to hear you know somebody you feel a lot of similarities with going through something so similar you know and that power of relatability and being able to see yourself in somebody else and then being able to say in words you know these words you don't have to feel guilty and fuck guilt for sure um yeah there's definitely a lot of uh what's the word there's definitely a lot of uh, revelations i've had as far as why i have these emotions and where these emotions come from um and it you know not to stray too far but it certainly does come from trauma and i you know just happened to grow up in um, a narcissistic abuse home. Uh And um, it's, again, it's like the matrix. It's like once you see it, then it makes, it gives less power to the emotion that I'm having. And I realized that in being initially the golden child in the family, and then my, my sister being the scapegoat or whatever dynamic you had at home, um, my feeling good immediately meant this person I loved would feel bad because the, you know, narcissistic abusers would say things like be more like that Mm -hmm. and put her down by raising me up with a comment. And so that revelation has been like, wow, I don't have to protect people. I, I do not have to carry that dynamic into the world because I am aware of it now. And I don't have, you know, ill intent towards anyone. And I think when you talked about ego, it really triggered something about that in this age right now. Um, Ego being in mainstream conversation and that being with the age of empathy and this kind of neurodiversity conversation. Yeah, There's a framework that I've been just coming back to a lot when because I struggle with it also, like with when things feel like they're going good, yet, <laughs> yet I know that the ego checking and kind of the, the growth I've had as a person um, over time and <laughs> checking my ego, of course, I still have, you know, plenty more sure. growing to do. Um, that's going to be a lifelong thing that I'm excited sure. about now. Yeah. Um, but like when I'm feeling like, cause there is a thing sometimes of like, Oh, am I being too like overly confident? Like to show sure. up and, and, and say that I deserve to be somewhere. And basically something that I've realized both when I'm feeling insecure or when I'm worried that I'm like, overly confident and I don't want to put people off because I've had that in the past too. Like I've had great insecurity and I've had great overcome. I feel that. that Um, But like now realizing to frame things like I think, or I know that I can contribute something. Yes. And so to, to be like, I can be a contribution 
And if I'm contributing, then I deserve to be there. And if it's not my time, so like that one intensive, uh, it's fine. Like I'm like, I'm really, there are other things right now where I'm like, I don't, like, I realize there's enough on the plate for me to focus on. Yes. That I don't know, actually, if I really had room for that. Like, you know what I mean? Yes, like Some other sure. things have, are on the plate. And I'm also, like, looking at the things, like, you're talking about, like, okay, I realize I fell off on, the, on this podcast for a while. And then this great opportunity with this, my dream theater like came from the podcast, which was like, I was feeling guilty about not um, putting enough time into for a while, but the work, but it's like something from the work I put in before. um, Paid off and came around. Paid off. For sure. So now I'm like, okay, I need to like give this its proper respect. And like the great thing about this pause is like everything that I said that I wanted to do I don't have the excuse of not having time right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, although, it's terrifying and, although and the, relation, yeah. the relationship with time is a big learning curve right now also. Like, I'm having a hard time somehow managing my time now yes. than when I was working and running around. It's, it's, it's different, so. I feel that, yeah. And I, I recently had this conversation with... Um, someone who uh, is taking me up on my kind of TikTok tutoring offer and was very, I mean, he's so respectful of my art and my dreams that he said, is this distracting to you? Should I not, you know, you don't have to do this. It's just kind of a silly thing. Um, I really believe in him. And so I was like, no, actually it's incredibly focusing um, if I have less time and he kind of looked at me like, uh, and I'm like, trust me, it makes sense. <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm like, if I have three hours instead of 24 or 12 or right. 16 hours, then things just kind of line up. And I, I definitely, it's like being behind the bar and I have two customers as opposed to 15 and suddenly my brain kicks in, does this thing and just focuses to all hell and gets it done because there's no time to think or overthink. Um, And all the, you know, training just kind of kicks in without you knowing your body does the things. And yeah, for sure. Um, You were talking about something that just... I was talking about being a contribution, but I also had a... Yes, yeah. So TikTok tutoring, is that... (laughs) <laughs> something you do uh it's become or... it's become a casual thing and uh i did donations at first but then i thought uh because we were we were contributing to things like city harvest or mm-hmm. um uh, we donated to what was it oh brooklyn um bleh, black lives matter brooklyn and um other things you know I'm i'm really awkward with receipts and receipt talk but like um, we were trying to do good things and, and, and spread that good. Um, I totally lost what we were talking about. Oh, TikTok tutoring. Um, yes. So because I have this kind of Gen Z ambassador who is my baby, baby sister, 
she, I remember <laughs> when TikTok came out, she's like, you need to get on TikTok. Do not miss this like you miss Vine. And uh, I was like, ah, it's so overwhelming. You know, I'm already doing Instagram and that's overwhelming me. But the payoff of TikTok and what I think it has become has just, it's so explosive. And the people that talk it up, like people think I work for TikTok or I get something from talking about TikTok, but it's not because organically it has become a very quick way to get real perspectives and real news. And it really is just starting to obliterate like ageism, sexism, racism, like you have so many faces out there just sharing audio, sharing video, teaching, you know, you got NASA on there now, you have financial advisors, you have therapists who are sharing tips uh, for people who don't have access. You know, it's a very, it's a beautiful community and I think it's everything I love about Instagram amplified times like a thousand plus, okay. you know. I might need to, I, I haven't ventured there yet for the exact reasons that you talked about. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm actually also figuring out some thing like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm yeah, probably sure. going to start working. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of survivor's guilt, uh, I did have a few videos blow up in the last couple days and I don't know if this will resonate with the artists out there, but my survivor's guilt had me stop, not create more content, but reach out to all my friends and be like, hey, you need to get on TikTok. Like, possibilities are amazing. And just that's, the growth. That's what I've it's had. supposed to be, though. Like, I, I think, like, that's really. I think I could balance more. I'm definitely a little manic when it comes I, to ideas I get mm -hmm. like, excited I about. Yeah, I definitely think you should keep making <laughs> things. For but myself. I, yeah. I also, though, always, like, when I meet somebody who's, they're, like, in doing something similar, like, they say they want to write. They say they want to act. Like, I'm part of a theater company that's heavily actor, writer, and it's very open, and it's very high quality. And so I'm always like, hey, I'll like I'll put this out there. And the thing is, like, a lot of times people don't take yes. up the offer, but that's why it's always exactly. good to keep making the and offer. That's, keep making the offer. Well, because it's at the end of the day, like the arts and the world, it's about community. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I very strongly believe that. And that connecting back to what you said about the secret and how about how it's about action. Um, and it did remind me of a few times where exactly that a friend would be like, I'm an actor or I'm a singer. Oh, oh I just want to do this. And I would say, Hey, follow this person, do this. Um, not in a kind of like strict structured instructional way, but just kind of like, you can do this, I believe in you. And you're right, you know, most of the time people don't take the action. And I myself, you know, the, the dreams are more beautiful and that holds hope as opposed to, you know, going through something. But now having to fall in love with the process and really appreciate the process of going, even if it doesn't work out, um, is definitely more my focus because the goal oriented was just not working for me 
and I think that is okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you were saying, you don't know where certain paths lead, but you remember walking paths before and it led to something unexpected and maybe it worked out, maybe it didn't, but you walked it and now you can speak on it. And yeah. And I feel like from my experience, usually the things that I think don't work out have like a later payoff. Yes. Like in a different way. Like for sure. And usually better. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Like it's, at the timing time. is just such a yeah timing mm -hmm. is such a funny like thing. i can even think of when I, like i have two dogs and one of oh. them when i was like gonna adopt like i was on pet finder and there was this one dog and there i lost out to vet tech mm. and i remember a friend told me she was like you'll find the right dog and it was like <laughs> When I saw the picture of Fozzie, I was like, oh. that's my dog, right? Th I was like, I know that that's my dog, 100%. Oh like, and, and he was, you that's know, so and he's beautiful. like, definitely yeah. gonna be one of my, the best friends of ever or will ever have in life. And it yes. was like, because the other one didn't work out. Oh, sure, for sure. Cool dog, but yeah. Wouldn't have been Fozzie. You know? Right, right. You know, your baby. Um, that was, of course, an immediate, like a more immediate, yes. you know, thing. But like, really, I've found things work out. Like, sometimes it's like a, sometimes it's a, usually, actually, it's somebody you meet in the process. So it's like, if it's, as, as an actor, maybe you were auditioning for something. Maybe you went through like a callback process. And maybe there was another actor. Maybe that actor got the job or, or not. Maybe you both didn't. Um, sure. Or like somebody behind the desk maybe becomes a director later. Yeah. Like random the, things like the that. The universe is, is crazy, man. Like I, on I guess like a macro scale, like telescoping out just relationships in general and you know the partners I've had in the past and just thinking they were everything or you know being you know super heartbroken and then finding wow like how could i have accepted that you know behavior that person and that was that person was not right for me and just carrying that over into work and opportunities and dreams and um yeah <laughs> and on so, a, a micro scale you know, days where I am incredibly low and just decided I need to call out of my bar job tonight, you know, responsibly, make sure somebody's there to cover. Uh, and then it doesn't work out. And two times, very clearly it's happened where I went in anyway, feeling like shit and ended up getting the best freelance job of my life that day. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just so crazy how, yeah, sometimes just showing up really is the reward the rewarded behavior and yeah getting out of bed just pushing through and then other times knowing that you shouldn't push something that's not fitting so yeah yeah so um the i definitely would consider you a multi-hyphenate which is a term i've started using more just because i've I seen people use it and it's like 
now that I've seen people use it, I'm like, ah, there we go. Yes. A way to kind of explain it. And what's nice about it is there's not, like there used to be like the triple threat in acting, which is like acting, yeah. singing, dancing. Um, and what's nice about the multi-hyphenate is there's no rule on like how many hyphenates. There's no rule on like the configuration. Um, but I was wondering, like, are you, do you have a preference as far as like performing, um, producing, uh, curating, mm. uh, helping other people with their vision? Like kind right. of what, and it's not that you have to pick one over the other, <laughs> but you. like kind of what's, um, what's your vision? Like what, what's your dream? And it's a tough question because like my wife asked me recently, like, what do you want to work out more? Mm. And like, for me, I think I'm a performer first, but I also really do like writing. Like, I really do like the creative process. Mm -hmm. So I'm also I mean, happy a... doing different things. So yeah. I think that's a beautiful way to ask it. Um, to say what do you want more as opposed to most mm -hmm. and that's a powerful wording and you know I use the word powerful a lot but just to even have these conversations I think and it, it being commonplace now is so powerful and important and for people to talk about the process even though they might seem so sure um, ultimately I am I am a fangirl and I'm a problem solver and I, I enjoy lifting other people up. And like you were saying earlier about, you know, contributing, I can contribute with what I am talented in. Um, that has greatly shifted my posting because I think if this reaches one person that needed to see this today and having that mindset, I'm sorry, my cat. Um, having that mindset when I post, instead of all the doubts of what does this look like I'm trying to be on Instagram, especially. Um, so yeah, it's, I think I would like to be known as an artist first and foremost, and an artist that uses her art and writing to help people and try to make the world a brighter place and everything that comes with that. Um, you know, I love the phrase a rising tide raises all ships. And so everyone I've met, you know, it's just, again, like a movie, like looking back, like everybody is just gonna rise up together uh, because it's no longer about the competition. It's about this world and universe of abundance and how there's room for all of us, no matter what we do at whatever level um so i just want to say really quick listen sure. back to that part because i think that that's your <laughs> elevator pitch is it yeah. <laughs> yes okay um, i can write that in the transcript <laughs> yeah i meant to say that earlier because i i was in a workshop workshop about elevator pitch ah. and i decided to try because i always struggle with it too um but instead of trying to sell mm. just explaining like what my purpose is your purpose yeah mm -hmm. as a, as a being yes um no thank you i will certainly listen back to that um also 
I am, okay. Also a big thing I'm going through right now is you were talking about respecting an opportunity for what it is and how it came about. I am trying to honor different people inside my brain. So I have listed this out as an exercise one day and I, I have actually clearly defined about five different people and I will switch and it's not necessarily at the level of like personality disorder, like multiple personality disorder, but um, I think it's just modes that have come about. And that is also what makes it so hard because they are, uh, they are fighting for attention all the time and they are very different people within me. And depending on the day, I am that different person. I'm either, you know, the maternal nurturer, I am the super nerd fangirl, or I'm the TED talker, you know, who wants to, you know, talk about changing the world and design and engineering and this and that. Um, and there are a few others that it's just, you know, the receding wallflower. Um, so honoring those different people and then just trying to figure out how they coexist, uh -huh. I'd say, is uh, what I have to deal with before I feel like I can post fluidly and right now that's that's everything that's stopping me and also the fact that we are going through what we're going through um i can't create in a vacuum and that has been very much revealed to me with everything going on blm movement um civil rights basic human rights going on right now and it truly is every day you wake up and no matter what i had planned it's just thrown out the window or it, it's not important. You know, it's kind of reading the room and, and restacking, reorganizing so that whatever's happening right now has to be addressed and talked about. And if I have a creative way to help, then that immediately goes to the front and my brain has to reshuffle. And yeah, so, so that's, that's a problem. And then also my, I have also an all or nothing thing and that might be in the discovery of my kind of ADHD brain, um, which I didn't know until probably this last year. <laughs> um, and in not thinking linearly, I, I also have this all or nothing thing. And so I want to raise up all my friends, but I feel like if I raise one friend up on a Tuesday and there's more traffic on a Friday than I have done the disservice of not promoting one friend or the other, like at equal levels. Um, yeah, so those are, those are my challenges, but I... So you said you do think linearly or you don't? I do not. And okay. I hated that for my whole life, especially not being able to identify where that comes from. But it, you know, we're talking superpowers. It, leads to a lot of interesting connections that mm -hmm. I might not have made without kind of bouncing around up there. Uh, yeah, I definitely don't think linear. Like I do, but it's a weird three-dimensional. Yes. Um, I yeah. believe time is a loop. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. uh, um, I believe in the multiverse. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so like I would just throw out there when you're feeling like, oh, the there was more traffic on a you know whatever 
Oh, about like supporting a, it's people. A, yeah. It's a like it's it's a never ending thing. Yes. So again, yeah. like the payoff is it's always a contribution, you know? Yeah. So I think it's also hard to be taken seriously, and I say that with extreme air quotes, um, because when you are a creative, suddenly the metrics are very, very important. And so things like TikTok tutoring or social media management, you know, I've helped with a couple big Kickstarters. Um, they're the only track record seems to be the metrics of followers and following and traffic and your, you know, your post engagement and things like that. Um, and money. So another part of the dork web I would love to make crystal clear is that I, I just don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I enjoy growing community and would rather have the focus be on the organic growth of the people I have now. And every one of those people, me knowing something about them generally, um, then having millions of followers, I can't even keep track of, you know, and the engagement is more important and the connections are more important to me than money, you know, to mm -hmm. I've, I've been trying to promote this whole like money ain't shit kind of perspective, especially in the Asian community. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a mix of a lot of stuff, but it's kind of like you tune into the dork web and it's a random today might be about nerd stuff today might be about something deeper and maybe and some So the dork webs on Instagram on TikTok. On Instagram, on TikTok, uh, we had mm, we have a YouTube channel, but it was kind of a dump zone for a while. And the reason I kept it going was because I did start back in 2006 with my personal account. And it was uh, during an animation class. We had a final for a 10 second animation. And it happened to hit, I think it's like a 1.7 million views and that number stands and so i can't stand to shut it down because yeah. <laughs> i might actually make use of it but the trolls live there i'm not about i, I might go twitch i don't know so yeah. we we live mostly on instagram now definitely on tiktok and yeah we're we're gonna see what happens and i want it to just be people being able to see we are regular people we're we're chill you know very low ego would be your big brother and your big sister you know if we could and we just want everyone to come up and at any point in the process if you want to check in and see like oh what did they do to take steps this week you know i want to start sharing more of that nice. and then you can look back a couple of years later and be like it really took that 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 all the way along and waking up and doing something, so mm -hmm. hopefully. Do you uh, have any aspirations like to make series or films or do you like collab or do you see yourself more collaborating on other things or yeah, just kind of what, what I, do you feel? I love all forms of art, which again, makes it so hard. I. I used to want to direct music videos when I, I started off as a film major, actually, in Philly uh, when I hit college. And just visual arts, um, things that inspire people. I would love to even just be a consultant 
for say like people who are not so far along and be like, I want to shoot this, this, and this, I have this budget, I have these tools, how can I do it? And as a problem solver, that would just feed my brain to be able to exercise that and help people. Um, I personally, I just, I love sketch comedy. I love, um, you know, scripted things, the power of spoken word. Um, I don't know, man. I think uh, I don't have specific projects in mind, but usually the ideas of a strong message are what I start with. And then it kind of weaves out of that, like, oh, this would be strongest as a comedic 35 second TikTok. Oh, this would be strongest as a single panel comic or, you know, maybe uh, as the web grows, I do love being able to, you know, like if somebody needed a comic, I would love to be, you know, outsourced that way. If somebody needed a graphic or wanted to learn about TikTok, oh, use this song, do this, time it for that long, done. You know, like I, I would love to be that resource. Um, and I, I'm, I'm fine to be a ghost about it too. You know, like I enjoy people being able to express themselves, but not having the tools and just having that advice kind of just like a friend, you know. I don't know. Definitely all over the place, but main focus is No, that sounds awesome. Energy, good vibes everywhere, so. Sounds amazing. Yeah, um, thank you. And needed, like, you know. I hope, but, you know. Definitely. Like I was saying with the algorithm and with social media and the way the world is, like, how do you market that, you know? Um, that's, that's a challenge right now, so. If I don't have the metrics to show, and unless somebody really follows my track record for X amount of time, it's hard to show what I'm about. I, yeah, well, <laughs> I, I feel like maybe we should collaborate on something. Yes, I'll put that out sure. there because I feel like you show it by making dope things that are like, you make things. Trying, yeah. So. I definitely, website is on, yes, like website is on uh, the top of the list along with mm -hmm. uh, actually my own podcast. I'd like to start um, about kind of how bartending taught me everything I needed to know about life. You know, like those old posters, like everything I needed to know I learned from Star Wars or <laughs> kindergarten. Um, yeah, podcast and website. And I do believe in things legitimizing people, you know, like I can't just live on Instagram and maybe like a little sticker shop. Like I, I would like a one place where people can kind of buffet and get a feel for what we are collectively. Um, cause the feed will not do that. Uh, and yeah. are you like, are you working with other people on the dork wet? Like, are there other people so my, um, that's a fun question because somebody asked me how many people are in the dork web now? And this was a new follower. And I, that began the journey of what do people think the dork web is? Mm -hmm. Um, so it is my partner, Gabe and myself. And, you know, it's, it's mostly me with my phone and, um, him kind of just supporting or being my free actor or, you know, voice actor or something. Uh, but the web itself is just kind of mostly in DMs, talking to a lot of people about their projects and 
dreams or mental health that week. Um, so that takes up a lot of the time. I do enjoy collaborating. I actually have been, this is now my third or fourth podcast now, because we are also aspiring voice actors. So <laughs> um, yeah, so I collaborated with my friend uh, has a podcast called Modern Technology Watches, and it's a great one if you enjoy Back to the Future. Uh, we reviewed the first and the second movie, and that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, another mental health podcast, I don't want to divulge too much. Uh, I don't know if she's ready. And then I love that you reached out and have been really catching up on your episodes. And, you know, I just, I think I, I start with the person and I gravitate towards good vibes and I am open to any and all collaborations. I haven't really come up with like a format on how to do that. I don't but, think there, I mean, in my experience and I'm figuring it out. Like I It remember, seems like what you're doing, like you are collaborating with a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And there's like other things, like I'm writing things um, and I'm kind of like, I feel like I'm, I have kind of a plan on how I'm, going forward and so right now actually I am also realizing I can't do everything that I'm doing uh, online anymore yes um, um so yeah so those are conversations that are happening but yeah so we'll definitely talk after this because sure. some of what you <laughs> like what you're saying is like exactly I need like what I need like that's awesome. So, I love that. um, uh, but where's the best place? And we've been talking about it. Like, where's the best place for people to follow you and like get in, in touch with you? Uh, the best place would be Instagram, um, because I have defaulted in this time of wanting to share important information, but then also do my own thing. So the feed is is our work mostly, and then stories uh i've actually been just trying to share good vibes and also important information for protesters um people who are active in social justice and in the community whether that be like an alert um for maybe dangerous situations so yeah instagram and then we are uh on gmail at the web at gmail.com so um, and that Instagram handle is just at the dork web. At the dork web, yeah. So I definitely I snatched them all up. <laughs> Instagram, uh, TikTok, and what is the new one? Bite. I even that was a land grab of of account names. Um, yes. So and on Twitter, but largely inactive there. Um, and yeah. hopefully people will be able to see a website in the next two to three weeks. Whether that's just a quick Wix thing, um, so that I can have that all on there. <laughs> coherent. <Nice. laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about today? Um, I can't think of any. I would, you know, have loved to half interview you, but I realize we have gone a long ways, but <laughs> just encouraging people, you know, if you have multiple facets to you, that just means you have more to offer. Um, use your superpowers, recognize them honor yourself and no matter who you are or where you come from, you can have lasting impact. And if that's on one person or a million people, you know, just do it. And I will try to follow my own advice. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's perfect right there. 
Um, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Yeah, cheers. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, I definitely want to have more conversations in the future. Um, I love what you're doing. And Thank I you. think it's like a very, like, I love it. It's like a very similar. Um, I feel that. Mission. Yes. And I also feel like the mission is really good because I feel like really happy to be in New York and in Bushwick. Cause I feel like there's a bunch of people that are, Yes. part of that mission so and that's what's you know beautifully but like freakishly it's freaking me out that you know somehow we all find each other and mm -hmm. uh that's awesome and surely that means something <laughs> so yeah yeah and i also think because you were talking about like the money thing mm -hmm. not that i don't like, like money you know no, yeah me too <laughs> But I feel like, um, so one of the ways you can beat the metrics is that I think it's possible to make a really dope movie or web series that it might not be like as good quality technically in some regards, but it doesn't need to be. Like mm -hmm. girls, like some of these shows, they don't look like maybe, I'm sure they are actually really expensive, but gotcha. some of them are filmed in a way that's like, it's a lo-fi yes. vibe and aesthetic. Yeah. So I think what we can do on our phones now, even right now with like innovation, I think it's possible to make things that are really actually competitive. Absolutely. Um, I it think, just takes, um, it takes work, it takes innovation, mm -hmm. it takes vision and it takes the right people coming together, so. Yes, and I definitely believe if you own something like that, it's it's to be respected, you know, no matter the production value. And as just a, you know, parable warning, I, I know friends who didn't jump on TikTok who were very big influencers and very big on other platforms, but decided to not adjust because they're at a certain level of production and they won't go down. And in the time it takes them to make one thing, this other creator made 20. So mm -hmm. um, if, if I can offer that to the audience as just, I'm trying to get out of it, like just do it. You know, your message is more important than the production value, which is not even being heavily focused on these days, you know? And people recognize that. And that's why TikTok is so powerful because of the in-app editing capabilities. And it really is just, a gateway for people to create, okay. you know, using one, one device. So yeah, let's uh, shift some perspectives and, and change the world. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Easy. Right. <laughs> yep. Yep. One at a time. One person yeah. at a time. Yes. Uh, well, awesome. I look forward to, to seeing, following what you're up to. Um, having Same. more conversations. Definitely. Um, hopefully collaborating on things. Yes. Um, and, and thank you for just bringing people on and just showing all the different people that are in New York doing this exact thing. And yeah, you can, you can feel the, the, the goodness of the people you bring on. You know, I've, I've only been able to catch up on a few episodes, but consistent, man, you know, it's just, it's good vibes and inspiring. So thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you. You know, I see you too. Like, this is, it's awesome. Um, 
do you have any final words? Uh, peace. <laughs> peace and love. Stay strong. Stronger together. Cool. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. So that was my conversation with the Dork Web's very own Jin Sujin Yoon. Also, special shout out to Sean McGovern, who's also involved with the Dork Web. Thank you very much for listening to that. The links to uh, the Dork Web will be in the show notes. So check that out. Support, subscribe, follow, get your dose of, uh, of inspiration. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. And yeah, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, it's cool to get recognition for things, um, but it's also one of those things like writing daily that in and of itself, you'll get a lot out of it. Um, so many different ways I could go into. One is just meeting really cool people and kind of, for me, that's been my like entryway to meet some people who've become really good friends. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend it. You know, it's, if you listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll hear people that do podcasts recommend it to other people as well. Um, so it's really something, um, that anybody can do and yeah, I encourage it. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, um, please subscribe, rate, review, share all that good stuff. Um, I also am starting or I've started a Patreon. Um, I need to work out the details a little bit more, but, um, yeah, we're going to have some things going on there. Uh, if you really love it and want to support it on that level, but please know that just listening and, uh, giving positive feedback, however, or whatever kind of feedback, um, I'm here for it. I'm here to learn, grow. So thank you very much for listening to the Bushwick Variety Show have a great day. Tell your story. And remember, you're always telling a story by the life that you live. So be intentional with the life you live and tell the story that you want to tell. And if you're not currently telling the story that you want to be telling and living, work on it. Right now is the perfect time to start. So get after it. I hope to, I hope to converse with you soon. Take care. Peace.